0: You asked for it. Here it is. It's a podcast from Apathetic Enthusiasm.
1: Coming to you live from a world where everybody is a 14-year-old boy, and it's really disgusting and gross and depressing. And then you have these jokes where you're like, ah, let's make giant sperms. (laughs) Ha ha, that would not be funny. Let's make it into an episode here on Interdimensional RSS, the unofficial Rick and Morty podcast. Hello, everybody. I'm Travis. Hello, everybody. I am Brandon. And And for
2: the first time in podcast history, Brandon changed the cold (laughs) open intro as he recorded it. And it is not as written. So you'll have to get to the Twitch stream early uh, to get a sense for what it could have been. Uh, on future episodes,
1: but, but Brandon, how, how yeah, you do it? I'm doing pretty good, man. It could have been, it could have been a far different intro. It would have, it would have been, it would have been great. Uh, tune into our Patreon <laughs> exclusive, where I just talk about uh, introductions that we've done. Just kidding, that's not a thing.
2: Brandon does cold opens on Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/apatheticenthusiast. <laughs>
1: do you want a cold open for your podcast? Hire me now. <laughs> Patreon.com/slash. Yeah, coldopenmaster.com
2: uh, all right let's <laughs> let's let's get this housekeeping out okay. of the way cuz uh, or maybe we should take our time with it and we then th- that way we n- we never have to get to the actual episode <laughs> uh any, anyway uh yeah Wel- welcome to the podcast so happy that you're joining us uh it's where we talk about Rick and Morty and we talk about Rick and Morty all over the internet over at twitter. Twitter, Twitter.com uh, at Rick Pod, Facebook.com slash Rick and Morty Pod, Podcast, Instagram, we are Rick and Morty Podcast. And then you can send us an email, Rick and Morty Podcast at gmail.com. We are on Reddit, Rick and com is the official Rick and Morty subreddit. Over 2 million strong. Woo. So so many people visiting on the weekends. You should be one of them. Uh, you can also visit our subreddit, Rick and Morty or our website. Currently functioning, uh hanging on by a thread over at <laughs> rickandmortypod.com. Uh yeah. currently currently streaming live twitch.tv slash apathetic enthusiasm. You can also catch videos at youtube.com slash apathetic enthusiasm. Thank you to everybody. Visiting the YouTube channel, subscribing over there. We appreciate that. Uh, finally, you can buy our love over at TeePublic. Uh, ApatheticEnthusiasm.com slash shop is the easiest way to get to our curated collection of t shirts. Uh, and then you can get, Brandon, have you, have you edited a commentary yet?
1: <laughs> no, yeah, I edited the commentary. Oh,
2: okay. Well, you just haven't posted a commentary at no. patreon.com slash apatheticenthusiasm. We did it. We did one. It's there. I mean, it exists.
1: It it, um, it, it, it does it does in fact exist. Here uh you then the next part of the show is where you ask me, Brandon, what's going on? How are you doing? And then I then I will I will answer to you this. Uh our, our I went to do some some standard maintenance on the website yesterday. Yesterday, Sunday, the the day of an of an actual episode. And I went into the database just to just to check some errors. And when I left the database, it magically was deleted. So any 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 web people out there, you will know uh, that that was not a good thing that happens. And so our our host wouldn't wouldn't just like automatically restore the database. It had like there had to be an email, and it was all day. So apathetic enthusiasm was down. Rick and Morty pod and Rick and Morty podcast. If you go there, it it will it'll redirect to our our main website. That was that was down. All day long, and uh, not only were we recording, did we have the interview with Ryan Elder, which we'll talk about here in a second, ready to release, but we also had an interview, me, uh, Matt Sizemore, and Robbie ask you on rounding the bases with with Bean from Kevin and Bean. If you're a Los Angeles fan, we had an interview with him that we also needed to release. All this going on, and I'm like, the website is down. I just want, I just want the website to work. I know you're sitting at home,
2: you're stressing, you're trying to figure stuff out. And I'm like walking around a theme park, riding roller coasters, (laughs) just checking in from different rides. Is it up yet? No, I can't get to it. Any,
1: any emails? Huh? All right. Talk to you later. (laughs) Wait, so, uh, so the database is down. What's on the database? I was so
2: confused. I was like, wait, our episodes aren't working. What do we, huh? What (laughs) database? Yeah, I work, in, I work in software, ladies and gentlemen.
1: There's a yeah. there's a front end and there's a back end to websites. The database is the back end, and yeah. that was down, but it's not down anymore. It is back up, and I'm I'm so happy about that. There's still maintenance to do, but at least you're getting a new episode. Hooray! Hooray! Well, uh, that is that is what's
2: pertinent in our lives, but it is time for us to get into all the things that are semi-pertinent in the world of rick and morty it's semi-pertinent news
1: double double double, double base double double double, double, double base not the database i'm talking about double double double, double, double base <laughs> white lines semi-pertinent news talking about the semi <laughs> talking about that semi <laughs> I, turn, I turn in uh, the white lines uh, which is a great song. Well, because uh, Shaun of the Dead, you know that the whole part from Shaun of the Dead, uh, where uh, Simon Pegg and and uh, Nick Frost they are like www W W It's a whole thing, Travis. It's a whole thing. It's a great movie. Go check it out. Shaun of the Dead, directed great by movie. Edgar Wright, part of his the uh, Cornetto trilogy. Uh, I ha- I have a Rick and Morty sticker that's themed like Shaun of the Dead. Oh, yeah! Nice.
2: That little bit for you guys.
1: Well, bit. speaking of little bit, let's get into semi-printed news, Travis. Uh, I don't want you. To, I don't want you to keep singing. Let's go ahead and get into it. Uh, first and foremost, I already mentioned this, and what we did this last week uh, on Friday, we actually both Travis and I, we took a day off of work <sighs> and we said no work for us. We want to prepare for this man and it is a sequel interview with Ryan Elder who is the composer for Rick and Morty. The last time we talked to him was in like March or April of 2018. The last time we saw him was at Adult Swim Fest in 2018 in uh, in the fall uh when when Travis crashed one of my friends' weddings and it was it was it was great. It was great having him back on. And so we we wanted to just preview a little bit of his interview here in Semi-Permanent News. And uh, remind you to uh, go check it out after the fact. So Travis, do you want to, you want to roll us into it? Yeah. Yeah. Here's
2: just a small clip from our interview with Ryan Elder.
1: Talk about, we just talked about season four and, and some of those songs with, with Harmon uh, that, that are, they, they, they're not as, um, they're not as, they don't, they're, they're, they're produced still, right? Uh, because they're professional, but they're, they're maybe not like they are with uh, don't look back. Uh,
0: right. There's, they're joke songs. Yes,
1: you can say it. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and you don't look back and flowers, uh, in particular are very earnest, right? Yeah, like right. they're they're an attempt at making an earnest song. Flowers more earnest than <laughs> your average song. Mm-hmm. The point was, you know, Morty is falling in love. This is new love. It's the beginning of a relationship. Like how how corny do we do we all feel when we're in that situation, you know? Yeah. And so I wanted just a tinge of corniness to the song. I think it's there, but it's also like I wanted it to work as a song on its own too, and not like people go, okay, you know, what what what's this goofy song, right?
1: Do, I mean, did you did you start with the idea uh, because of the plot being it being a, an Earth based plot, uh, you know, taking care of the environment? Did you start with the idea of flowers as being the kind of a uh, focal point? Uh.
0: Yeah. So Malman wrote the lyrics. Uh, initially I just was like, Hey, I'm going to write the song. I'll send you a melody. Can you just write some lyrics for me to sing? Um, because I, Mark is great. I love his lyrics. Um, and I wanted to, you know, so he wrote the lyrics and I just told him like, Hey, I just want the chorus to be about flowers. That's it. Like, Otherwise, and you know, I want it to be the uh, uh, earnest, slightly schmoopy love song, right? And uh, so, the kind of song you would listen to when you're just falling in love and you would like go, Oh, I want to listen to this over and over again <laughs> for whatever reason, if it spoke to you. So, I really just said lyrically, all I really want is flowers. I don't want to tell you too much about the episode because I don't want it to be on the nose. You know, I don't want him to start singing about Earth Day or something. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, right. it's. It, 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 I, I loved the image of the flowers, the connection of the flowers she gives him and then how they were sort of important at the end. I knew the song wasn't going to be at the end so that I could, I, we could sing about flowers and have it still not feel like, Hey, we're pointing to this moment too much. Right. Yeah. And uh, he came back with the lyrics and how, how they worked. I thought they worked great. And I just was like, okay, I'm I'll just sing them in and see what it sounds like. And then kind of going for kind of an Elliott Smith approach to the vocals, like multi-tracked, like I think there's six or seven of my voice in there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, trying to just layer, layer, layer. Because part of it is because I'm a little insecure about my singing voice, but also like part of it is that I wanted that kind of approach too. I don't think it would have worked if it was just well, it probably would have worked if it was someone not me singing uh, to just have one voice, but uh, it would need to be someone with a lot of character to their voice. And then when we made the full song version, Mark, uh, he added his own voice to the second verse, and the, the back chorus.
1: Okay. All right. Yeah. Like the, uh, the kind of uh single, single word kind of backup vocals. Yeah. Uh, yeah, in the background, yeah. uh, one, one of the things because I Travis uh, listens to "Don't Look Back" uh, hundreds of times. Uh, I, I I just did a road trip up to Santa Barbara, uh, yes, th- this last week, and so I was in preparation. I was listening to the the Rick and Morty stuff over and over again, uh, and I ended up listening to Flowers multiple times, obviously. And uh, I I appreciate the kind of it, it's it's kind of it it's got a clean feel to it. Uh, It seems like it's not heavily processed, but then you just some things in the background uh, as the, as a guitar strumming, it does like a little like, eh, 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 like kind of chills in the background. Yeah, Uh, actually
0: that's, that's Mark too. Um, For the second verse and the second chorus, we, we added it later in order to make the song a full song. And so he did, he was like, Hey, I have an idea for how to treat this second verse and chorus. Let's do this like choppy thing. And so he did this like choppy thing with it and I was like, "Oh, that's really cool." And I like that it's special for the full the full length version. It's not in the episode because one, you know, I want to give some reason for this full song to exist. Can't just loop it twice and call it a song. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so like it was cool for him he got to sort of take it and kind of like Put even more of his sound on it, his his uh, vibe and signature.
1: That that's awesome. You talk talk about re- repeating stuff. Uh, I, I've listened to flu hating rap so many times as well. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like uh, here it goes again, uh, going going for another loop. Hey, yeah. yo, you gotta be aware. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
2: so there you have it. There is a a small sampling of our interview with Ryan Elder. We talked to him about. Uh, so much. We talk about season four. Uh, we get really into the vat of acid episode. Yep. We talk about um, all of the great music that was released throughout season four. Uh, talk a little bit about the season five episodes that we've seen so far. So if you have not already listened to that interview, it is available now as a bonus episode wherever you get this podcast, whether that's on YouTube, uh, you know, any podcatcher that you listen to. Uh, go check it out. Let us know what you think. About that episode,
1: that is that that is right. And also, if you if you say to yourself, "I want to know more about Ryan Elder," but I haven't, but you guys didn't talk about any of his behind the scenes where he came from, or or any of the the season three and before how stuff. He, how he got into music, like the yeah. history of uh, his
2: what his, video games he likes to play, three his years appreciation ago. of
1: Jerry Goldsmith, the composer behind The Omen and Planet of the Apes. If you want to know more about that head back all the way to 2018 episode 47 where Orion Elder was on the first time. So uh, that's all, that's all we got for that. Uh, Moving on to some, from semi pertinent news, this is something that we, it's, it's fairly, it's fairly new. It is developing. It's, it's, it's actually more pertinent than it is semi-pertinent, but the episode last night aired, it was, it was episode four of the air date. Uh, Turns out on the Canada Canadian version of, of Amazon prime. Yeah. there leaked episode seven of Rick and Morty season five. And this was a big, what to do. It, it, it was in the, it was in the Reddit. I didn't find out about it until like midday. And I, I, I was telling you about it. This was a, this was a thing, Travis. What are you, what are your thoughts on an episode accidentally <laughs> leaking? And immediately in, so, in as, as just as soon as it showed up, uh, peop, uh, Amazon's like, no, 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 no,
2: no, 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 yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, obviously wires get crossed. Sometimes somebody fat fingers a four for a seven. You know, you <laughs> know, mis- mis- mistakes mistakes are made. Um I'm curious. I-, I haven't done as much sleuthing uh about this as 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 maybe you have, but uh if if Canada is releasing episodes like Night of, how why did why did I buy my episodes on Apple? <laughs> because I have to I have to wait until the day after um, but I'll tell you what, the day after they did not release Episode 7, they released Episode 4, as it should be. Time, so, to, get, time to
1: get that that Canadian VPN on. <laughs> yeah, I got
2: to get that Canadian Amazon Prime working. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. This, this is a mistake. Uh, it, it sounds like a lot of fans were able to watch the seventh episode of Season 10 in advance, which, good for them. I mean... Uh, they they got a right um and we will be there we we will be in the same shoes as them in just 3 short weeks not not a not a huge deal but uh yeah i mean in terms of if you're like super against spoilers uh watch <laughs> out for subreddits and things like that for for the next few weeks but
1: yeah, yeah well uh in in the, the rick and morty subreddit anyway uh those those things are getting uh getting blocked getting removed getting banned just, just because you know, rule number two is no leaks and, and what have you, and all the, yeah. like even just referring back to the season five premiere, I know some WB staff were able to see the screener. We were able to see the screener before the episode actually aired. That the premiere, the thing is, is you know you're not you're not supposed to talk about that openly until the episode actually airs which is why even though i you know even though we knew everything that go went into the episode into the pilot going ahead of time we didn't actually post anything on reddit we didn't actually release the episode which we recorded the episode uh, ahead of time we didn't do yeah. any of that until the episode was officially out and so uh you know it it's it's cool that that some folks got to see essentially what is what what it accounts amounts to a screener uh, but, uh, I know of some folks in the, the subreddit or the, people hit me up in the, cause I do the post discussion posts and like, can you make a post about episode seven? And like, yes, I can on August 1st, <laughs> 2021, because that's when the episode is due to come out. Um, yeah. I know, I know it's frustrating. People want to talk about it for those who have seen it, but I kind of, uh, 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 I uh, relate it to like the dark web. It's a dark web. You, if you, if you want to talk so about dark. it, you will find it. Uh, which you know, let's talk about this episode in a little bit. Uh, it's similar. Yeah, to, I,
2: I would. I, I, yeah, that that's a whole different dark web. Um. And anyway, so yeah, I mean, the episode has been leaked. It's out there somewhere. Um. But you know, we. We have we're getting episodes every week. People like, what do you want? Two in a week? Come on, two in
1: a week. On. What? What I what? I, well, I will say for those who are listening, you might be asking, well, what? What is? What is that episode? It is the the Rick and Morty Voltron episode. That is what the the seventh episode is. It was originally uh, supposed to be on the the first of August, but uh, the the episode we watched last night was uh, production episode five, but they released it episode four. So it's still it's still up in the air when it'll actually release, but right now it's slated for the first of August. That's correct. Okay,
2: so enough about Canadian errors. <laughs> uh, we we have we have much more news to discuss. Uh, a in in merchandising news, a a new book is available. I don't think we've talked about this. No. Uh on on a, on the on a current episode, but uh, the art of Rick and Morty Volume Two is now available. You can you can purchase this. Uh I I have the the first art book, uh, lots of amazing artwork in there from the first I think 2-3 seasons maybe. Um but yeah, so so they've they've released a second volume of the art book. If you if you're not a fan of art books or or you don't have any art books, this basically will break down uh characters, um backgrounds, all kinds of artwork from the show. Uh, and then you get additional information about what goes into the process of making Rick and Morty. So uh, if that is something that you're interested in, head to your local bookstore or uh, you know that that giant billionaires' website <laughs> where where you can you can get books uh, sent to your house uh, and maybe they'll even release an episode early. Not uh, for your trouble. Uh,
1: maybe, so. may, maybe, shrug. Uh, shout out to Jason Warneski, Sketchbook J, who is a storyboard artist for for Rick and Morty. Uh, he, he says on Twitter, sweet, get this book and check out all the names of the amazing artists who helped make the show possible. Yes, I retweeted it. Because, mm-hmm. absolutely, uh, follow him at Sketchbook J. There are so many... This is a side note. There are so many talented folks behind the, the 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 show you really need to go follow them on twitter if you are a twitter person yes if you're a
2: twitter person if you're a twitter human <laughs> uh all right
1: uh if you if you get
2: the art book um let us know uh i i intend to get it I, I do too. i'll probably get it in the next month or so my birthday's coming up your birthday's coming up i'll get we it for get you each other. <laughs> we'll get each other the art book uh all right uh next up is um you know it's it's the summer, which means convention season, right? Uh, we we are existing in a in a post COVID. I mean, I don't like saying post COVID society because COVID is still happening all over the world and all over uh, the United States. But uh, we are we are trying to, you know, continue to have conventions, things like that. Last year, Comic Con took place online. They are doing that again this year. So. Uh, Comic-Con at Home 2021 is is happening on uh, San Diego Comic-Con's YouTube channel. And Adult Swim will be there. They're having um, producers, creators from Toucan Birdie, Teenage Euthanasia, Rick and Morty, and Blade Runner Black Lotus will all be there. Uh, Friday, July 23rd on the YouTube channel is when you can catch the Rick and Morty creators. Um, let me double check there. We're going to have... Dan Harmon, Scott Martyr, Chris Parnell, Sarah Chalk, Spencer Grammer, and Brandon Johnson will be moderating the panel. So uh, make sure to check that out uh, on the on the YouTube's, and I'm sure we will have our full coverage and reporting on that panel uh, as soon as that that weekend is over.
1: That that's right, just around the just around the corner, basically midway through season five and Dan Harmon will keep us up to date on what what's going on. Maybe he'll talk about uh, the this next episode uh hits, pr- hits and misses
2: pr- pr- predictions on Dan Harmon being in his closet again. <laughs> uh, I'm going to well, I'm I'm I'm, I'm betny will be. I'm just I'm, 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 I'm coming out and saying.
1: Okay. All right. Well, I bet he won't be just to give make their challenge, right? Just to
2: make it interesting. I don't want
1: to lose, but it's, it's fine. Uh okay, well, moving on Reddit post of the week. The Reddit post of the week this week is by Zach Morris89 with 24,000. Zach Morris, 000...
2: that's a throwback reference right there.
1: <laughs> with 24,000 upvotes, the title, this is the truest thing I've seen in my life. Just your daily reminder that Morty picks up more girls than you or I ever will. And it is a uh it looks like it's a screenshot of a of a TikTok, Instagram, uh but it, it's basically all the images of Rick or not Rick uh, of Morty picking up girls throughout his career in the Rick and Morty series. So, shout out, shout out to Zach Morris 89. Uh, I don't think there's any, there's no reports, there's no reports on, on Zach Morris 89. Good job, Zach. Good job. Way to keep it clean on, on the old subreddit. Yeah! So, <laughs> that's it. That's it. That was really yeah. long.
2: <laughs> all right. Good job. Good job. Uh, yeah, so. I mean, lots. Of, I mean, Morty, as much as he's portrayed as a as a incapable uh, teenager who who can't get a girl, yeah, he's he's been with a lot of ladies he, and and some jelly beans. I'm just
1: yeah. I mean, how frustrated can he? Re- that's that's for a later episode. Uh, last thing we want to talk about is, of course, the Dan Harmon social media minute.
2: Dan Harmon social media minute. That's it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> what,
1: were you like shooting for like a ricola thing? I don't know.
2: I don't know. <laughs> I, I really don't I don't I don't think about it until the second it happens. <laughs> uh and then and then we're in it. Um all right, Dan Harmon Social Media Minute. So Dan Harmon's on Instagram. Dan Harmon is replaying a game that uh, that we've all played maybe a time or two, uh, and that is uh, Fallout 4. Right. Uh, and so he has uh, created a character named Chef Ass, uh, and, and this is a clip where uh, Chef Ass almost forgot why it's important to keep exploring the wasteland and not to find my dumb baby. It's to avoid Preston Garvey, Energy Vampire. Uh and uh it's basically a clip of of Dan's character talking to Preston Garvey, and it's it's very well edited. Um, but it's Preston Garvey being like, Hey, did I ever tell you uh why I was the last minute man? And then Dan's character being like, I don't have time for this, I need to leave. And he's like, Yeah, they turn they're turning their back on me. And so, and he and his character's just slowly walking away. Um yeah, there's <laughs> there's some terrific Fallout 4 coverage for you, uh, over on Dan's Instagram. Uh, he's, he's always going back and replaying interesting games. So, um, if you want to see all of those posts, make sure to follow at Dan Harmon on Instagram. That has been your Dan Harmon social media.
1: minute. Thank you so much for that, Travis. I always appreciate your, your musical prowess, especially oh, yeah. on, on the heels of, of the Ryan Elder interview, which That's is, right. is That's both right. a bonus and episode 47. <laughs> Yeah.
2: Don't miss it. All right. Before we get into our next segment, I want to remind you that uh, if you are interested in getting a loot crate, uh, you we have a promo code. (laughs) This is this is a mid roll ad that I just improvised right now. Oh, my God. So go to loot crate, put put in the promo code RMP15 as in Rick Morty pod RMP15 and you'll get 15% off. A Loot Crate. They are currently sending a Loot Crate to Brandon right now. Right this and second. He is gonna he's going to review that for you guys. I'm going to make him do video. I'm going to edit it.
1: Uh check So, the, yeah. Check this out, guys. I love Loot Crate. <laughs> loot Crate loves me. We have a one-to-one relationship. They don't Look, send... The, the, the stress ball? Loot Crate. The they t-shirt? Don't, loot Crate. They don't send Loot Crates to just anyone. They send them to people... They love. So if you sign up for loot crate, they will love you and they will send you something. RMP 15. Here's the other thing, everybody. Unity, if this is a box I've gotten before, good news, we're gonna have a giveaway. That's right. (laughs) RMP 15 over loot crate. They love Uh, you. I love you. Travis loves you. Make sure you go check out loot (laughs) crate.com. Loot crate.com, the crate that you can loot. With stuff that you want to boot. That's right. Lootcrate.com. I've said it before. I've said it again. I will say it 100 times before the day is through. Lootcrate is where you go for the debate. <laughs> no, I had something better, but it's it's fine. Lootcrate.com.
2: We can't, we, Brandon, we can't, we can't avoid... This 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 episode any longer? You can't do a forty-minute loot crate ad read. Uh, we we have to get into it. It That's is right. our it is our duty. It is our responsibility <laughs> as podcasters. It is time for the main thing.
1: R M P fifteen. It's the loot crate song going into the main thing. R M P fifteen go into the main thing. Oh ha ha, 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 ha. your place for pop culture memorabilia. RMP 15. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, sell out. They With will me? not Oh yeah. If they if they ever if if bluecrate ever listens to this be like, "Look, we said you don't need a script for that stuff, but you gotta have something, guys. Come
2: on, something. <laughs> um, all right, welcome to the main thing. We are talking episodes this week, talking season five, episode four, Rick Dependent Spray, air date 7/11, 2021. Slurpee day, just so you're oh, so you're I missed Seven, Slurpee day, yeah. That's well, what oh, it was Slurpee day, all right, Sunday. Uh, <laughs> Written... At, listen, listen. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. My mom listens to this podcast. We're about to get into this episode. It's. I'm sorry, mom. I'm sorry. sorry.
1: I'm sorry, <laughs> Travis's mom. Mrs. Travis's mom. Don't
2: this... watch this. Don't this. Don't let this be the first episode of Rick and Morty you ever watch.
1: Please. Oh, my God. Yeah. The people on Reddit who are like the first you, you make somebody watch the first episode of Rick and Morty. And it's this one. Not not great. Uh, written no. by Nick Rutherford, directed by alumni Erica Hayes. Uh I right. I shot I shot her I shot her a message on Twitter as as the episode started I said, "Oh, hey, it's good to see your your name on the the, the directing." And then uh she's like, "Oh, this was supposed to be episode 5, so I'm a little surprised it was it was it was uh, it, it aired." Um anyways, i talk a little bit more about that in a second. Guest starring Christina Ricci, Kyle Mooney from SNL, uh who people, some people don't like. I I love him cuz he's so weird. Uh, Keith David, the president, Adam Rodriguez, and Michelle Bateau. Uh, now, there is some appearances by Amazing Jonathan and Kathy Ireland, but those are not the voiced yeah. by those folks.
2: Not, not voiced by those actual human beings. <laughs> not played as themselves. Correct. Correct. Uh, all right. Bro-nopsis for this episode. No shame, bruh. We all do it, bruh. Our synopsis, we don't want to talk about what we saw. I saw showgirls with my dad one time it was awful. Then there was this episode. I guess you should have read that cuz that's, <laughs> that's that's your life experience it's and very, not mine. It's but, a very, uh... it's a very
1: personal life experience. Uh yeah, no, Showgirls uh by the, by the great Paul Verhoeven from uh Radio uh Radiohead. Uh RoboCop fame and also Starship Troopers. Uh yeah, my dad rented Showgirls and then we started watching it together and then I was Like, there's a lot of sex in this, and I'm, I'm like, I'm like 15, 14 or 15, yeah. actually 14. Yeah, you're like, Dad, what's that machine in the middle of the horse examination? I like? was, I was, oh my gosh, yeah. Um, so he's like, I'm gonna pause this, and uh, we're gonna stop watching this together. <laughs> That's that's good. Yeah. That's that's sweet. So let's that's sweet. Let's uh, let's talk about this episode. Obviously, the 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 title references Rick Dependence Spray based off of the obvious shout out to nineteen ninety-six film Independence Day. Guessing from the preview, Bill Pullman will be proud. <laughs> um I need uh, to rewrite that
2: mm, and, yeah, say, you might. and say <laughs> you
1: may want to revisit
2: that <laughs> that commentary yeah, thanks. That you put in there.
1: I'm gonna go back to the Reddit post and and do like the little strikeout and be like, will not be proud. <laughs>
2: Uh, I also I also find it interesting. I mean, this was supposed to be episode five, but with a name like Rick Dependence Spray, I was thinking this would be a July Fourth episode. Just you know, Independence Day, Rick Dependence Spray. Like, it just come on. It just come on. It
1: just fits.
2: Uh, and 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 the patriotism's there.
1: Maybe do you before we get into the well. Uh, I don't know how I want to I approach this. I, I guess I'll just ask the question. Do you think that this episode would have been less well-received last week than it was this week if it was aired on American Independence Day? I think—I
2: I honestly wonder if a bunch of Americans were, like, drunk and playing with fireworks, and then they're like, hey, Rick and Morty's on, and it was about— like a bunch of semen monsters flying around America, and the president like trying to nuke them, they'd probably be they'd probably be more down for it. But instead, they had to like go in and have this downer episode where like you know flowers is playing in the background and Planetina's is <laughs> getting dumped and yeah. So I don't I don't know maybe 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 it would have been received differently. But uh, yeah, I I let's just start with the episode itself yep. and sort of the. The critical response to the episode, obviously, you are very engaged with the reddit community you're in there with the uh, the live discussion threads as well as the post show discussion threads and and pretty quickly I, I I go out and check that those threads as well as as the show's going on N- not a lot of excited comments, really just a lot of people sort of disliking the episode what what was your feeling uh on on first watch and and sort of lingering thoughts after you you got through the episode
1: you and i we we talk shit about claw and hoarders a lot right the the dragon episode the sex dragon right. episode we we talk shit about that a lot the the night that episode aired uh because i was i was doing the post discussion posts for that uh for, the, for that season there were there were still kind of a like a 50/50 there were, there were folks who really liked that episode really were cracking up they loved the love the jokes you and i we watched it and we're like oh god like immediately we're kind of kind of cringe fest i i've learned i've grown to appreciate that episode um a, a little bit more i think it, i think it's i think there are very very funny parts um, like with, with Royal doing yeah. like a sex dragon thing. Right. There are parts I like legitimately crack up at this episode over on the, the live feed. And then the post discussion thread less than 50%. I, I would, I would say just, just, you know, no, there's no empirical evidence of this. Just my observations. It was, it wasn't received that well. It people were like, what the hell is this? There is an occasional like, oh, I, I like, I like that episode. But no one is like overwhelming. Like this is a great episode. They're all like, "I I enjoy I I enjoyed it all right." Yeah, it was it was all right. Uh, Yeah, yeah. uh, Let's go ahead and go with your opinion of the episode, and then we can. Do you want to talk? Do you want? Do you want to just let your opinion be shaped by how you describe the episode and the things we talk about, or do you want to just come out right and say it?
2: We, We we can. We can jump down to some themes from this episode, but I feel like I I wasn't sold on the premise of the episode. I I I had a hard time backing that and then like I really think just the cohesiveness of the episode, like there's something going on with the writing this season. And maybe it's just cuz they're taking really bizarre premises. And and crafting episodes around them, but there are times when I feel like I'm waiting for that like twist at the end, or I'm waiting for, oh, this is all going to mean blank, and then it's like no, it it doesn't mean anything. They're just they're just killing a bunch of decoys, or <laughs> no, right. there isn't a bigger meaning here. And I think they 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 played with that a little bit in this episode, and we can talk about that in a second. But they really just. Ignored any sort of moral or tried anything like, and they were just like, you know what, just, just make the episode. We're <laughs> ju- we're just we're just gonna make the episode, and so that didn't sit as well with me because I I think there, well, there are a bunch of jokes that I I did enjoy in this episode. Overall, there there was a cringe factor throughout that I was just kind of like, mm, I don't, <laughs> I I think this is pushing a line for me as as uh somebody in the in the chat it was it was brobot saying that we're going back to Doc and Marty territory with some of this uh yeah there's there's parts where i'm like uh i'm almost uncomfortable watching watching moments of this episode
1: yeah and and i would even say that that doc and marty was was trying too hard to be disgusting and it was effective at it sure. be- because 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 it was it was low quality animation it was just so absurd, right? And it's like five minutes at a time. It's not. It's not a a, a prime time animated series that has right. a certain sheen and polish to it that that goes through several writers rooms. It's not like five people making a a, a cartoon. It's it's a lot of folks, right? It goes through a lot. Yeah, of it's months.
2: a lot of people invested in making this happen.
1: For um, sure. and 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 that's not to say all of those folks are proud of this episode necessarily. I don't, I don't, I don't know, but, uh, all, Philip Mark's also saying, uh, you talk about like the, the kind of disconnect in the episode, in the episode, there are giant sperm monsters that are created from Morty when he, when he has sex with a horse semen <laughs> extractor and then it collects horse reproductive material. <laughs> and then Rick does an experiment. The experiment goes wrong. Giant sperm. They also talk about chuds, which uh, it's, it's not cannibalistic humanoid underground dwellers. In this case, it's cannab- cannibalistic horse underground dwellers. They talk about that in the beginning of the episode, and then at the end, they bring up the, the chuds again. Uh, Philip Marks saying it, they're trying to justify sperm monsters with horse-person war, and there's no coherence. So going back to your point, talking about it, it, it there is a, a, a twist in the middle of the episode, there's a turn in the middle of the episode, and those those two segments don't match. Just and th- this was my problem with Claw and Hoarder, if you recall. It it felt like they had a good setup with Claw and Hoarder. And then it felt like in the middle they had like a different writing team and they went a completely different direction. And and those right. those two pieces don't don't fully match all, all the time.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And and by the end, it's just like it's not a mess, but it is it is chaos, right? There's so much going on. And I will I will say big big credit to Erica Hayes for being able to board this and 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 direct this episode in such a way that in that huge action sequence at the end of the episode yeah. in, in Las Vegas, uh I was like, Oh, like this is this is Erica. Like she does big battle sequences. She like she does really crazy over the top fight scenes. Uh, and she does those really well, so so credit to her. I, I you know having Beth and Summer riding on the back of these flying sperm down the strip <laughs> and crashing into each other and doing all this stuff. So, um, yeah. Anyway, if you if you're if you're new, if you missed the episode for some reason, uh, Morty Morty's uh, you know ten gallon vat of ejaculate was uh, <laughs> was was created into these monsters and they're attacking. The city. Um, I we w- I watched the inside the episode. I believe. Did you watch it too? The the inside the episode. I, I
1: I didn't. Uh, you you told me about the inside the episode and and this morning. And I went to YouTube to find it, and it wasn't on YouTube. It wasn't on the Rick and Morty Facebook page. I didn't know where it was, so I I actually didn't watch it. Can you can you tell so me about it? So it's
2: yeah, it's really interesting because uh, it has Dan Harmon in it who is in all of those behind the episode uh, vignettes. And Dan talks about how this is kind of what happens when you, you start off with a premise like, all I know is there's going to be giant you know, sperm monsters that they're going to be fighting. And then you build an episode about, around that and how this is like a cautionary tale about you know sticking to your guns on that thing. It kind of like, you know what? Rick's going to turn into a pickle. I don't I don't know how the rest of the episode's going to work, but Rick's going to turn into a pickle. In that case, it worked, right? It was it was groundbreaking for the series and and everybody loved it, right? In this case, it it did not work out as well. And 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 you have what, Dan Rutherford, right? He was he was uh, the writer on this Nick, one. Nick
1: Nick Rutherford, yeah.
2: Nick Nick Rutherford, sorry. Um, yeah, he's, he goes on to say like, I don't know how this episode ended up on TV, Like, he seems in (laughs) shock the entire, the entire interview. Uh, and even Erica Hayes at the end talking about the, uh, (laughs) what was it? The, the incest baby in space. Like she's, she's just kind of like, yeah, that happened. That, that's a thing that, that happened. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I don't know. Like. I understand why fans didn't immediately love this one. It it didn't nece- it wasn't necessarily high concept, but I do think that there were some some themes, some like some some intentional uh through lines being discussed in this episode that we might be able to pick at a little bit and and get to the bottom of.
1: Yeah, I I think I think you're right. Uh, what what we wanted to do, we don't we don't want to we don't want to spend 30 minutes just bad mouthing this episode because although maybe maybe <laughs> you've done that for us Reddit. <laughs> and may, yeah. and maybe you're like, "No, please do that more." But I, I I try to go the Joe Bob Briggs way and try to talk a little bit positively about things that they they try to do at, at any rate, um, and uh, because you know again go, talking about the creatives and people behind the, the episode, they put a lot of work into this, and so yeah, I don't oh, want yeah. I don't want I don't want to badmouth bad mouth the hard work that they've done and, and make them feel bad.
2: So, but uh, but but I, wanna... I mean I mean I've I've watched it like three or four times, so like <laughs> I mean. Credit where credits due, uh, and and when we get into favored bits, like there's there's plenty of stuff I did like about this yeah, episode. Yeah. So yeah,
1: so let's let, let, let's talk let's talk about a little bit about the the themes of, of the episode from what we can extract, right? <laughs> of what we can extract from the episode's <laughs> yeah. penis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the 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 first thing that you 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 wrote was was about like honesty, the the honesty of of you know just. Don't don't try to hide it. Don't try to to cover up your lies with more lies over and over again, because they're just going to compound and they're going to make things worse. You wrote the claims about Morty never lying. Can you can you follow up with that?
2: Yeah. So, I mean, from the from the minute tragedy strikes, uh, Morty is is covering up the fact that he knows what was in that barrel, that that barrel was not a horse semen. Right and he is he's continually trying to like sort of test Rick right to be like hey like are are you saying those things to try and get me to confess something or and Rick's just like no i really don't know what's going on he's like ah okay then it's your fault and he's trying to cover up his tracks uh, whether it's because he's ashamed of what he did for a week while volunteering at the horse clinic or or whatever it is uh he he is he's definitely trying to pass the blame on to Rick And when they end up getting picked up by the president, the president reinforces the idea that Morty is always honest. This child never lies. uh, (laughs) Anything that Morty says has to be true, which just continues to dig at that idea that Morty has a secret that he is not sharing, uh, even when he shoots shoots the uh, the sperm in the cage like (laughs) like. The, the the default assumption is that Morty is telling me. He the had, truth. A <laughs> it, it had a gun. It had a gun. That's one of my favorite bits. Uh I, I love that that moment. Um but yeah, so that, you know, fast forward to the end of the episode when he's talking to what is it, Sports Illustrated's Christy is it Christy? Kathy Island. Kathy Island. Kathy Island. Yeah. Um and Kathy Island's talk. Kathy Ireland's talking to Morty and saying, you just need to be honest. Like honesty is the, is what you have to do. Whether it's going to hurt someone, whatever, whatever the case, you just have to be honest. And so he is honest about blazons undergarments and she's immediately disgusted and walks off. But I feel like, because, because from that moment, Morty turns around and you, you almost get the sense that that's going to be the epilogue. That's going to be that moment where he puts it all (laughs) together and he learns the lesson and then Rick just shuts him down and instead decides to make out with uh Ponietta pon, po, Ponietta voice uh, by Christina Ricci
1: I believe yeah. I think that's her. Can
2: we can we just credit the fact that Christina Ricci had to do equine birthing sounds <laughs> uh as part of this role yeah, like there was, <laughs> she had to like neigh and grunt love, uh, love... as as she gave birth to a, a half horse half Rick uh th- props to Christina Ricci uh for that fine work um but yeah so i think i think honesty was a theme in this episode and the idea that uh you know and we and we see it through the, the middle of the episode where morty is found out and 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 you kind of weigh or or you, or you get to see how rick responds to the truth now that the truth is out there, um, and he doesn't—he doesn't like scold Morty necessarily. He almost kind of like understands the situation and is like, you know, he's asking him about the the horse machine yeah. instead of instead of like, I don't know. It's so
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Like even even the president mentions, hey, "Come on, come on, Morty. Like we're all fourteen once, just but have some self control, right." It's it's a whole like you don't have to lie about this. This is what everybody does, whether whether anybody wants to talk about it, or, <laughs> talk about it or not. This is this is something that that folks do. So yeah, I, yeah, definitely, on, honesty is is a is a a, a conversation to be had about the, this episode. the The one that the one that I gleaned from it, and I put it I put it in the discussion post, was is the 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 theme that we shouldn't be ashamed to. Yank our crank, <laughs> right? Um, well, I mean, like, if you go back to the bro
2: I mean, no shame, bro. We all do it, bro. Like, I, is that is that what they're trying to drive home? Is that is that the intended message?
1: Right, 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 right. Uh, so, so uh, you know that that's that's kind of where I took it. there there's sexy stuff going on in this episode. But by the way, I, I meant to mention about the honesty bit, the whole part where uh, Ponietta tells her father that she's pregnant. And Rick saying that he has a substance abuse problem. Like that's, those those are, those are little bits that, that, uh, are evidence to your, to your point. Okay. The, the, the part about the, about the masturbation, I wrote here, shame and kink. That, that would, that jumped out to me as a, as a theme in the episode, one in the Bronopsis, one throughout the episode with, Again, the president saying, "You know, yeah, I was fourteen once too." The blazon part where he uh, has the thong underwear from Kathy Ireland, and yeah. and he's like, "No, I, I like doing this." And then later, she's like, "Just, just tell me, just tell me." To to me, knowing knowing how certain writers of the show feel about mannequin legs is that a thing? Uh <laughs> that might be a thing. I feel like there is a a a lesson. Uh, a lesson. There's a thought here about look, everybody has their this isn't a Navajo uh scorpion <laughs> uh what parable or whatever yeah, is yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. They're, you know, we we all for the most part, there are folks who don't, but most people like sex. Most people like to be turned on and aroused by things. Some people are aroused by weird things. To to me, but maybe that's not weird to them. Um, and and may, maybe the episode is, is, is claiming, you know, it's okay. People are aroused by some things and we, we all, t- we all touch ourselves. Uh, don't be, ash- don't be ashamed about it. But my, but my, my thing about it is, uh, you know, it, 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 it didn't really make that clear. And because it, and because it didn't really yeah. make it clear, uh, it, it, It came off as much more juvenile. It didn't feel like an adult discussion. It felt like I would have a discussion about touching myself at 14 rather than a a 38, almost 39 year old talking about, yeah, once this episode's done, I'm going (laughs) to, when the camera's off, I'm 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 about to go to Pornhub. Just like a barrel of loop, like a like a thirty gallon please, barrel of please
2: loop. disconnect from the meeting this time, Brandon. <laughs> please, yeah. Uh, make sure that we're not streaming anymore. We don't want to lose our <laughs> lose our account. Uh, there there was one other theme in this episode that I I think was really apparent. Um, I, I have it listed as toxic masculinity, but there is definitely a theme throughout this where. Beth and Summer are trying to contribute. They're trying to present ideas. And the president and other people in the war room are just shooting them down. Uh, the the president, like, goes even even further and being like, we don't need to send any women on this mission. 100% mar- <laughs> like male Marines, no women. Uh, we don't need a woman unless, like, there's, they. I don't think they're going to need to be kickboxing anybody at the end here or anything, right? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and yes, yeah, so that's there's, there's that moment where Summer presents the idea of enlarging an egg to attract all the sperm in. And then that doctor, Dr. Shabubu or whatever, yeah, the, the <laughs> sperm expert repeats the exact same idea and he gets all the credit. Uh, and then best response is, uh, congratulations, you became a woman today. Oh, um, like definite themes throughout of, women just being ignored. And, and I think it, it pairs nicely with sort of that, that juvenile, immature, you know, male comedy, almost to where it's like, you know, maybe, maybe we just need to grow up. Maybe us dudes need to grow up a little bit and, uh, and, and share the credit and um, stop being, stop being awful.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I, I I agree with that. You and you and I uh, probably have both been in meetings where um, we're, we're sitting there and uh, a woman says something and uh, she she says an idea and then somebody somebody else picks up on it and then they say it out loud and then everyone's like, oh yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right, Tom. That was that was that was a good idea. And you're like, what? And you're like, you, you look over. <laughs> At, at them and they've got the kind of sullen look on. Um and then you say, oh yeah, no, Christine just said that or whatever whatever her name is. And everyone's like, Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. Good job, Tom. Good job. No motherfucker. You know, but, but it, it yeah. you know, it yeah. is it, it, it is it has happened. We, we we've seen it happen. Uh so that is that is a part of it. Even with uh their the soldier on the wall when this the sperm with all the explosives It started. He's like, ah, I I think I know what's (laughs) how to deal with it, and they're they're not listening to to Beth and Summer, and then Beth and Summer go Nancy Reagan on everybody, and uh, I mean they don't they don't save the day even. They don't save the day. If any, no,
2: that's what's his name, Sticky (laughs) or
1: Sticky. (laughs) Sticky. If anybody, if anybody saves the day, it's Sticky or Zoomanity. Zoom the the cast is Zoomanity. Finally
2: giving the cast of Cirque de Soleil their, their credit here. <laughs> There's, there was knife, knife juggling uh, that, you know, I, this episode had, you know, I, I've changed my mind. I love this episode.
1: Let me, let me, let me, let me I want to, I want to go back to the, the kink thing about the shame and uh, about being turned on about things. Uh, and, th- and this is a, a personal admission on, on my part. I Chelsea and I, we went to Vegas one year uh, before my my son was born, and she wanted to see a Cirque du Soleil. I wanted to see a Cirque du Soleil, and it doesn't and she's like, let's go see Zumanity. And so we went to see Zumanity in Vegas, and it is not what I wanted to see because it was so sexy. Right. <laughs> it was yeah. it was it was uncomfortably sexy, and it it's one of the, it's one of those venues that it's very small. It, it's a smaller venue a more intimate venue, if you will. And I was, I was young and I wasn't, I wasn't comfortable with being around that, that kind of, that, that kind of like in your face, sexualism, e- like even going to strip clubs. I'm not, I'm not a fan of going to strip clubs because you know, I, yeah, you know, I, I want to have sex. I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to just like, have it like waved my face like an inch away. Right. The the boob, the one boob, <laughs> she only has one boob, the strip clubs. I go, uh, so when I saw Zumanity in this episode, it kind of it kind of jumped out at me to like taking me back to a young 22, 23 year old Brandon where I was ashamed of being around that that kind of sexy stuff that uh, th- that again in your face sexy stuff. So I, I it was interesting to having Zumanity in this this episode uh, to take me back and that maybe that's why I kind of cling on to that uh, the the part about the shame and being attractive, attracted to things or being turned on by things because it, it's kind of shameful when you're like when you really be honest with yourself and say to yourself, yeah, I'm I'm kind of turned on by that, right?
2: Mm. Yeah, it, where- it is interesting that they specifically use zoomanity as the cast to to kind of drive that point home in the episode. That's it's really good. Uh, but
1: any but anyway, on, on the to- mm-hmm. toxic masculinity that you pointed out. They half-assed that that point.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's it, it. wasn't done enough to to kind of send the right message through the episode, right?
1: And, and I think I think ultimately they have these ideas that are that are that are cool in there in in this episode that I want to give them credit for at broaching, introducing those, those 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 themes, but where I think they they have are not great at is really fully picking one and fleshing it out. Uh, maybe fleshing is not the right word uh, for this this episode. <laughs> there's
2: there's a lot of moments in this episode where they kind of have those one-off lines where you're like, are they meaning to say that? I think they're meaning to say that. Um yeah, I I wonder if they are trying to pack too much into some of these episodes. I think a lot of the episodes in the past had again that clear A plot, B plot just kind of easily digestible adventures and then problems at home. Uh obviously that's not the 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 current situation within the the Smith household, but um yeah, I think I don't know. I I they're not all going to be great. They're not all going to be great episodes <laughs> and that this this is not top 10. This is not it's top not- 40 maybe. <laughs> like it's <laughs>
1: It it, you know. it 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 is it is it is not going to be in your top 25 Rick and Morty episodes of all time yes. and i think i think i think it's safe to say that that's fairly universal yeah. um travis let, let's go let's go we we we've talked about this a lot we've we've lambasted this episode pretty pretty good let's talk about some of our favorite bits uh what is a favorite bit of yours that stands out uh well, the first
2: bit that i that i really liked it wasn't because it was like a comedic bit, but the the moment when Rick sends all the power through the barrel and it explodes and then Morty just like wakes up in the driveway and his ears are ringing that that visual shift like they even like change the the tone of like the colors where yeah. everything's kind of gray and it, it's kind of like this creepy beginning of like a, a monster movie or something right almost like there's like mist or something right uh-huh. and uh, I just love that visual transition I thought I thought that was a great visual moment the episode um so that so that really stuck to me yeah 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 I, uh I really sa-
1: like. saving morty's privates is is what you would call that that scene I uh guess. you, you have you have on here the name that they want to call the giant sperm
2: yeah and- this is this is the president riffing different different names the <laughs> or, or uh or gazagoblins, uh couple stiltskins, and skeet boogins is what they end up landing on I-
1: on on the I, I don't know i don't know if it was for you but on the adult swim stream skeet was was bleeped out so it just said, yeah bleep, i think plugins. i think on the the tv stream all three of those were bleeped out uh i i, I heard oh or gaza goblins and okay, i cracked okay. i cracked up i thought that was i thought that was a good <laughs> one uh but it, 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 like, on again it. standards and pre- uh, uh,
2: back to back to the real question uh from inside the episode that Nick Rutherford asked how is this even on television to begin with <laughs> um I, I don't envy the people that have to decide what to to bleep and not bleep in these episodes but
1: yeah <laughs> what would i my favorite bits you have it written here i'm i i scrolled through your favorite bits and i'm like th- there's like two that that jump out to me uh, the one at the very, very bottom, this is out there even for us, meta-commentary by Morty about the Chuds. Not necessarily that, because that felt too on the nose and too kind of yeah. heavy-handed, but the Chuds bit. Uh, yeah, I love Chuds featuring Daniel Stern from Home Alone. He's one of the thieves, but it is a 1984 film about <laughs> cannibalistic humanoid underground dwellers. They say chud so much that it was it was funny to me that they they over said the word chud when they actually went down into the dweller. That's when I that's when I started losing it a little bit, but uh, but yeah, chuds.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's funny how like we go back to season one and so many of those early episodes are direct homages to different movies or pop culture uh, references, and a lot of the the newer episodes they don't always. Seem to have that right away, and then you, and then you realize, oh, like they're talking about Chuds. Well, that's actually, you know, it's actually a movie reference. This one may be more obscure than you know Inception
1: or, or, or things like that. But and they, and they and they have said Chud before. I I can't remember the episode, but the, it's not the first time they've, they've said Chud. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. What? What? Uh, speaking of Chud, just just to get the horse stuff people out of the way the the my my 9-year-old which yes I'm a bad father and I did watch this with my 9-year-old we both cracked up with with the with the rick horse baby uh not not just yeah. not it it's so fast and then it like burrows into the ground so rapidly yeah. yeah that I'm like okay all right that part of the episode I I'm I'm down with
2: yeah the easy button the easy button moment um <laughs> Yeah, I love Jerry as the water guy, um, really finding his purpose there. Jerry's got this whole water delivery sub-goal, like goal, like dreaming about being water delivery, filling up those Britas. Um, I don't know. I, just, I, th- I thought it was a good bit when it broke, and he said this truly is our darkest moment for all of us. Uh, I thought that was great. Uh, very Very subtle, hard to catch, but when the trebuchet... Uh, blows a hole in the side of the airplane. First off, I love the trebuchet banter, but uh there are some like doc Ock uh arms that jet out of Rick's uh lab coat and and keep them from flying out of the airplane. Uh very very quick and subtle, but I thought that those were those were awesome as well.
1: Yeah, you you mentioned you mentioned the trebuchet banter. That was that was perfect. <laughs> like yeah who, who who even knows what a trebuchet is and then the 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 marine is like oh it's a trebuchet that that cracks me up i think in like civilization uh there's a difference between trebuchet and, and catapult doesn't matter um the uh you we we mentioned it, it had a gun that that part that yeah. part cracked me up um there i mean there's a few other things in there that uh but uh I can't really think of... By the way, shout out to Sticky, who has more than... He has two of the little tails, uh, which is, if we want to talk about my personal life, I am technically infertile because my sperm look like mythological sea beasts. They're hydras. They have multiple heads, multiple tails, and that's why I had to use in vitro to have a kid. Wow. Uh, We're getting real on this episode. So, okay. So sticky. <laughs> you have little, you have shout out sticky to Sticky Hydras.
2: Uh <laughs> um, yeah, I will say uh the the moment when Rick is frozen in something that is not carbonite, uh, but he refers to himself as handjob solo. Uh I thought uh that was that was that was a nice little turn of phrase as well. Um I we 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 also list best worst parts in here i i thought that the ultra machismo stuff um really kind of started to wear on me after a while um what did you think about the sperm queen do you think that that was i i i don't know once they started to personify the the sperm monsters it kind of uh, i i i that that hit a wall for me i was like i, I can't, I can't. It, was, it was it was
1: it was only a bridge too far because she was the only one that was saying anything and it, yeah. it it didn't it didn't really make sense other than to make a joke about the ultra machismo stuff about how she only could have been defeated by a woman who knows kickboxing uh yeah. that that was that was the the comedian uh uh michelle- bateau by the way who who did the voice of of her but that that it was it was just it didn't make sense because no, nobody, none of the other sperm were mm. sentient like like the the queen was, right. except yeah, maybe except for sticky.
2: S- sticky, maybe. All right, buy or sell, <laughs> buy or sell, Brandon. The amazing Jonathan moments in this, in this episode. Uh, uh
1: Matt size mode. My best friend is is in the chat. I know amazing Jonathan through Matt, and amazing Jonathan is 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 great. I didn't buy it. I did. I, right. I I didn't buy it because it it didn't seem be, one because it wasn't amazing, Jonathan. Two, it didn't seem like something he would say. Uh, and yeah, I mean, to a degree, yeah, yeah. Like uh, there, there's a there's a on the Amazing Jonathan special. There's a joke he he did, uh, which is this this trick takes agility and speed, and then he puts his hand in a, a jar of powder wipes <laughs> wipes it across his nose he's like okay i got the speed part like that's like that's the kind of joke i expect from the amazing jonathan and yeah. that's not what yeah. i got from the personification of him it, it's kind of like the uh the, from season one where it talks about like the the uh, creator of family circus or marmaduke yeah
2: Bill. yeah <laughs> Um, yeah. And then, uh, we, I mean, we talked about the rest of the Vegas regulars, um, and I mentioned the uh, impressive action sequence at the end. If you really, if you really, you know, sort of study the animation that the animation just keeps getting better and better in these episodes. So that credit to all of the visual team, you're doing a wonderful job
1: you are doing a wonderful job. I, w- I want to mention a couple other little bits. These aren't these aren't my favorite bits, but uh, just just things that I noticed um that I that I put in the discussion posts. One that the, the post credits the stinger. Uh, the the post credit stinger has like two references in my opinion. One is obviously 2001 a space odyssey, the space baby. Yep. Uh so that that you know that's very very clear.
2: It even has that like sort of like timpani's like drum like yeah
1: yeah um also one of my favorite stories favorite short stories of all time is by ray bradbury out of his novel the illustrated man which is a it's it's a novel but it's an anthology so there's a bunch of short stories in it and the story is the rocket man and that, that whole story is about this this guy who's an astronaut he goes up into space and does stuff but then periodically he comes back down to earth and he has a wife and he has a child. And while he's on earth, he says like for a couple of days, he says to his wife and his son, I will never leave you. I, I you know, I'm, I'm done. I'm done going up out there. I will never go back out there. I want to be here with you. And then that guy looks up at the stars and then he starts getting distant and then he leaves again. So the post-credit stinger to me is very, very reminiscent of that. It is, it is the end of that that, uh, the Rocket Man story where he's up in space, he's doing stuff, and then a giant space baby kills him because he regrets leaving his family, uh, in, in the yeah. guilt. Finally takes takes him on. That is the last thing I want to say about that. There's also a bunch of Chud references <laughs> of Wadzilla and Chilorama. Ah, oh, just, just a ton of stuff. But that is it. <clears throat> we don't love the episode, Travis. I think we can say that.
2: Yeah, I mean... Yeah, that's... I... if. I, the last thing we said to each other at the end of the episode was, what would you rate it? Scale of one to 10. I think both of us were in under five. So again, uh, no slight to anybody that works on the show, but it, uh, it just didn't land for us. So, but we appreciate uh, all of your feedback and, and all of the discussions across the internet. Uh, everybody chiming in, even right now uh, in the Twitch uh, chat. Thank you to everybody for giving us your comments. If there's something about this episode that we did not touch on, uh, you can definitely shoot us a tweet at Rick and Morty Pod or, or anywhere else. Uh, leave a comment in the in this video's comments and uh yeah, we'll we'll respond. We 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 check those comments throughout the week.
1: So we do. Yeah, we we yeah. we check we check them all. We may not respond to you and we may not give you any credit, but we listen we and check n- 'em. We listen to them. We put them on our audio. <laughs>
2: yeah. We have we have text to voice, uh, read them to us siri That's reads right. them to us um all, all right. right let's 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 get into our last segment let's let's get into the end of this episode uh seeing as we're we're cruising well past the hour mark here
1: yes listeners suggestions and shortouts brought to you by lootcrate.com please go out to lootcrate.com and use the code rmp15 for 50 percent off your first loot crate
2: I I think this is why we don't do ads in earnest on this podcast. <laughs> is because it's cause we could never get through them uh realistically. Yeah. I don't know. Um maybe maybe go use that promo code for real and and maybe we'll see if it actually works. So <laughs> um all right. Uh this this week in listener suggestions and short outs. Uh friend of the show, uh we get lots of emails from Ronma Tushin. Yeah. I I don't yeah, I think that's how you say this. Um, commenting specifically on this most recent episode, uh, saying this came across less like an episode of Rick and Morty and more like one of family guy. The only difference is that I can still find myself laughing at the sheer ridiculousness of it. Um, I, I mentioned to you, uh, as we were getting ready to watch the episode, uh, yes, time for my weekly 15 minutes of family guy that I watch in preparation <laughs> for Rick and Morty to air i I don't watch Family Guy if you like Family Guy Unity if you're listening um but by all means, I'm glad that you like that show it's it is not it is not for me uh but uh i I can see what they're saying in this email about uh some of the jokes almost feeling so obscure like in in terms of of like a continuity of an episode where it almost feels like it juts off into like a family guy direction
1: yeah 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 i i i, I I can sense that uh, but even family Guy has a has a formula that that it sticks to it has it has ten minutes of plot and ten minutes of flashbacks this 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 doesn't have that it is maybe the twenty minutes of flashbacks <laughs> essentially which is which is why it doesn't all your criticisms of a family guy aside i i think it at least is true to its its format, sure. Um, I want to I want to shout out uh, Alejandro Casanias who uh, sent us a message, uh, tagged us on Twitter last night. Not a bad episode, but really the weakest so far of the fifth season. Obama returned and is great as always, <laughs> uh, uh, but I felt the drama rushed. Still fun but forgettable episode. So shout out shout out to Alejandro. Thank you for for mentioning us, and uh, you're you're the bee's knees. You knees, are the knees. Knees. Uh
2: and finally uh, a special short out from our Twitch chat tonight. BroBot underscore VR saying Brandon Cruz, the hottest cold open recorder on Fiverr. <laughs> uh, absolutely, go go check out Brandon Cruz all over the internet for all of your cold open needs. Um, And that should do it for this episode. Thank you to everyone uh, who continues to download, listen, like, subscribe, however you consume this content. Thank you to have a good day face for another uh, (laughs) one month subscription over on Twitch as well. Um, If you want to catch us live, if you want to be part of the show, definitely show up Monday nights, uh, 9 p.m. Eastern time is about when we get started over on twitch.tv slash apothec enthusiasm. And if you have downloaded this podcast and you are listening to it, but you have not, reviewed this episode. Uh head over to whatever review system your podcatcher has. Maybe it's stars. Maybe you could write a little little something. Uh let us know what you like about the show. Let us know what you don't like. Uh we'd love seeing those reviews. We appreciate every single one of them. Thanks to everybody uh for for tuning in. We are going to go do a post show hangout right now uh for for the folks on Twitch. Uh Brandon, anything else uh kind of putting a bow on this on this episode <laughs>
1: The bow on the episode is please go check out our interview with Ryan Elder. It is yes. out there it is out there on all the podcast apps right now. He is a great he is a great interview. He's great to talk to and uh, uh just not even not even for us, just for him to to get him that uh, recognition because because he is great. And uh once after you listen to that episode, make sure you go to lootcrate.com. <laughs> And use the code RMP fifteen for 50 All right, that's that's enough of us. <laughs> we'll see you next right. week.
2: Until next time, I'm Travis.
1: I'm Brandon. We'll see you. Bye. From the loop Crate. <laughs> <laughs> they don't want. They don't want anything to do with us. So they, <laughs> that's so cool. This is why they send us one crate. Maybe, maybe a time. we'll make. Maybe we'll make tons of money now.
2: That's <laughs> not gonna happen.